If you only had five grand, would you put it in the Roth or put it in the HSA? Welcome everyone to the Directed IRA podcast with Matt Sorensen and Mark Kohler. We are so excited for today's episode and the great debate today, Roth IRAs versus HSAs. Okay. And that's health savings account for those of you that aren't in the fight yet. You're like, who's HSA? I'll take HSA. Yeah, I'm Mark's, the, I, Mark's HSA. I'm the HSA team. Yeah, so this is actually, today's podcast was born out of a dispute that Mark and I had last week on which is better. And we thought this would be a pretty good podcast episode. Yep. So getting to the point, many of you know a Roth is going to grow tax-free and come out tax-free, but you don't get a tax deduction on the way in. And there's all sorts of pros and cons that go along with the Roth when you compare it to even a regular IRA. A health savings account has its own set of pros and cons. You do get a tax deduction on the way in. It does grow tax-free and comes out tax-free, but only for medical. And then, again, a host of other little things. Yeah. And the big debate is, if you only had five grand, would you put it in the Roth or put it in the HSA? Wow. We're going to debate that. Yeah, that's the question today. So, And this will help you learn a lot about the differences between the two accounts and how they can be used, where the pros and cons are. So do you want to advocate? You're going to take the position of HSA. Yes. Like we drew straws, but also that's, I think, Mark's oh, you know natural what? position. Who's got a coin in here? Is HSAs. Who gets the opening statement of why they think which one's better? Okay. We got a coin. Who's All got right. a quarter? Anything? Can we flip anything? Anybody got anything? Let's flip your phone. <laughs> yeah, flip my- Okay, the lid. Okay. Okay. If the lid lands like this, you get to go first. Okay. If it lands like this, then I get to go. I okay. think I'm going to lose. Okay, I'm going to throw it here on the floor. Oh, geez. It's up. I knew it. It's up. So that means whole- I'm going? Yeah, you get Yeah, okay. I'm going first. Opening statement. Hold it. No, that's mine. Oh. That's you. That's you. Does the lid oh. go like that? Okay. Oh, it's me. Okay. Yeah, All I right. can see. Okay, thank you, guys. Okay. We had to get a third-party verification on that flip. Mark Kohler, opening statement. Okay, opening statement. Okay, that was legit. Okay. I mean, I, I literally threw it. Okay. okay. All right. Here's my opening statement. They both grow tax-free. They both come out tax-free. But the HSA, you can pull out for medical at any age. I'm not even going to worry about the tax deduction on the way in. Here, I'm I'm going to, I'll throw that. That's the cherry on top. That's the cherry on top. I'm going to throw out the point that the number one reason people pull out money out of their retirement account, sometimes with a penalty, and certainly after age 59 and a half, the number one thing they go to their retirement account for is not to go on a cruise. Not take the grandkids to Europe. It's to pay for medical bills. Number two, the number one reason for bankruptcy in America are medical bills. That HSA, we want to fund it, grow it, build it, and have access to it for our medical bills as soon as possible, even before a Roth IRA. Okay, that's my opening statement. (laughs) That's all right. Can you do that? Okay, all right. Roth IRA. Hear me on this, okay? This is the big point. For anything, okay? Roth IRA, that money's coming out tax-free at 59 and a half. Little caveat there, but for anything. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I don't have to have medical. Maybe I've, you know, I work out. I've been, I'm fit. I don't have any medical issues. Thank you. I can use the Roth IRA for anything. And if I do have medical, ah, I've been pretty solid on my Roth IRA and growing it. I could use it for that too. Now, I know I don't get a tax deduction on the way in. I get that. I'm okay passing on that because I want the freedom for anything. Okay. Now, we have two options. 
should I give you, should I say, now take devil's advocate and tell you what I think is good about a Roth and your yeah. HSA? We'll kind of go back and forth. Okay. Here's the reality, everybody. I'm going to cut. Are you I, joining my team for a second? Yeah, we're going to switch teams now. Okay. We're okay. going to say, you know how kind of like you have to kind of argue for the other person? Yeah, yeah. It might be a high school debate thing. I don't know. Okay. But, yep. but I want to say this. I'm going to give a spoiler alert. I don't think there's a clear cut winner. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends on the person, their age, their health, mm-hmm. um, their goals, how much money they may already have in retirement. There's variables, of course. Um, but I think we could argue there's some general, I'm going to say generally, I'm going to lean on the HSA first. Matt's going to say, I'm generally going to lean on the rock. <laughs> but the reality is it comes down to your situation. But let's keep playing with this. So I'm going to say a couple of things in, on behalf of the Roth. Um, what I think is cool about a Roth is even though you can't, don't get a tax deduction put in the money, you can use a mega Roth strategy. You can actually put more money into a Roth than you could an HSA. This year it's thirty six fifty if you're single, seventy two hundred if you're married. So seventy three hundred. Uh, seventy three hundred. Sorry, seventy thirty six fifty and seventy three hundred. That's all you can put into the HSA when you pass go. Now you can invest it. You can land on Park Place. You can triple the money. You can keep building it and growing it. It's portable. You can take it anywhere you want, just like a Roth. They're the same that way. And we can talk about there's similar similarities in a variety of ways here in a minute. Yeah, but. If I wanted to throw down some Roth money, we we've got the mega Roth strategy that's over sixty grand this year. So I will give that to the Roth too. Yeah. And let me say this, even if you don't go to the mega Roth strategy, think about this. If you're single, it's thirty six fifty in an HSA. If you're single, it's six thousand in a Roth IRA. If you're married, it's seventy three hundred in an HSA. If you're married, it's twelve grand in a Roth IRA. Cause you can do a Roth IRA and so could your spouse. And you know what? your kids are involved in your small business, we're throwing in money in their Roth IRA too. Now, see, so you're breaking the rules already. See, <laughs> I just went and argued for your Roth. You were supposed to come around and argue from the HSA. No, you just sucked me more into the Roth. <laughs> oh, I'm my gosh. Like, I'm like, and there's this, more. And there's a rope-a-dope. rope-a-dope. Yeah. <laughs> just beat me up, and then I got I got a punch coming. Yeah, in the seventh round, I'm going to get you. Okay. So now, what do you like me, about the HSA? Let me say what I like about the HSA. Okay. I love a tax deduction. All right. Mm. I do love that tax deduction right now. Reducing my taxable income now. Any income level. Any income level. Let's say I put 7,300 bucks in. I'm married or I got a kid and I could do the family 7,300 bucks. I'm getting an above the line tax deduction. Doesn't matter whether I itemize or not. 7,300 bucks. If you're in a 30% tax bracket, that's saving you 2,000 bucks in taxes. Okay. Love that. Okay. I got one other one. Okay. I'll give you another, but I'm arguing for Roth now. Okay. Kind of changed changed sides. Okay. Um, change teams, little, you know, Seinfeld reference there. I'm, I'm for the, the Roth. Here's a cool thing about the Roth too. You can contribute to a Roth till the day you die at age 104. I mean, you can always be putting money into a Roth. So, uh, even clients that call up and say, Hey, I'm taking social security. I'm in this, I'm in that. I'm like, Hey, if you got money, put it in a Roth because your kids will love inheriting a Roth. Inheriting yeah, a Roth is a big deal. Yeah, you don't want to inherit an HSA. You can't unless you're a spouse. That's right. You Only a spouse can inherit an HSA. So I really like the fact that you can keep putting money into a Roth even after age 65. With an HSA, once you hit 65, you can keep investing your Roth bucket if you have money. I'm sorry, HSA. your HSA bucket if you have it. But you can't put new money into the HSA because now yeah. you're on Medicare. Mm-hmm. And the government says, enjoy Medicare. Yeah. Am I on HSA or am I on back on Team Roth? Am I still on HSA? I'm still on HSA, right? Yeah, you got to okay. say something good about the team, right. HSA. Okay. What I do love about the HSA is we can get at it in any time. 
Now, I do. There's a caveat on the Roths here too. There's a good point on the Roths here still, but the HSA you can get it at any time. I've used an HSA pay for kids braces. I mean, I paid for. I mean, I have three kids and I've paid for five sets of braces. All right. Mm-hmm. How does that work? I don't know. But I'm like asking the <laughs> orthodontist. I'm like, right. how did we do this? I did braces twice on two of my kids. Man, I got a good orthodontist. I'm like, I think this guy's a better businessman than he is an orthodontist. Jeez. Um, oh my god. So, but you know, I was getting a tax section to throw that money in. It was helping me now. And that money was coming right back out uh, to to cover medical. So some people use the HSA as a tool for today. They're not necessarily using it as a tax strategy for the long haul to invest and grow. I like that. I want everyone to get there. But for some people, the HSA works nice as I've got an upcoming medical bill. It's going to cost me a thousand bucks. I will not get a tax deduction for this. But if I drop that thousand bucks into the HSA and pay it out of the HSA, I just got a thousand dollar tax deduction. Yeah. That helps me today. And that's a tool where you're not going to get in the Roth IRA. You don't get a tax deduction. It is not helping you today. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for throwing the HSA bone. <laughs> now I know where Matt was going to go with the Roth. There is a caveat with the Roth. You can pull out your contributions to a Roth anytime at any age, no penalty, no tax, um, which theoretically you could do for medical. Um, yeah. Again, you've got this, I didn't get a tax deduction on the way in, and now I'm going to pull out my contributions. Not something we'd recommend. But again, if you had cancer or some travesty in your life with a medical need, you could dip into the Roth, at least the contributions you made. So that that's, the Roth mm-hmm. has that caveat. Yeah. Um, wow. So okay. many differences between there. the two. And we hit a little one on the inherited, what you mentioned is that you can inherit a Roth IRA, stretch it out for another 10 years for your kids could do that. Yeah. And we love that. You can contribute to Roth IRAs for your kids and help them get started. That's, you know. All right. Now this is the point in a negotiation. Yeah. If we were helping in a, Mediate, you know, maybe, y- or, yeah, you the know. Palestinian Jewish, you know, conference, we could pull this off. Okay. We're, we're this good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're on the West us. Bank. We're yep. like. We can Settling, solve the whole problem. You know, okay, yep. world peace is <laughs> yep. coming next. All right. right. Okay. okay, here's here's where I think we can find consensus. See if you will agree with this. Let's say I've got $20,000. Single or married couple, let's say, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range, 15 to 20,000. And I've got a day job. And so there's a little match option at work. Well, we always want to do the match. Yeah. Matching out. I want to get it, put in enough money, money to get a hundred percent match. Just double my money. Always a good thing. So let's say out of that 20 grand, I could do a match for five grand. I'm going to put in five grand out of my paycheck throughout the year and they're going to double it. Mm-hmm. No brainer. Now I've got this 15 grand left. In that situation, I want you to fund both the Roth and the HSA before you go back to the 401k and put more in the 401k. Mm-hmm. Don't just check the box at work that you're going to do the max on your 401k and then go home and forget about your personal Roth or your personal HSA. You can do those outside of work. Can I get your consensus on that, Mr. Sorensen? I love that. I agree on that. This is another, we had a little debate on this <laughs> last weekend. What do you think we talk about when we get all of our attorneys together? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. Actually. I, this is a, it's great to learn some of these different perspectives. So yeah, I love that. Why are we starting with the company retirement account if we have one? Because there's free money there on the match. Yep. But why do we not want to do more? Because there's terrible investment options and there's no more free money. It's all my money. So where do we have better options? 
the Roth IRA and HSA are a better option now. Once I got the match, peace out, guys. There's no more benefits here to me. I got crappy mutual funds. I'm stuck in here until I leave the job. I'd rather come over and have more control in my health savings account or in my Roth IRA, which, by the way, you can self-direct both of those at Directed IRA, directedira.com. Oh, nice plug. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. And um, and have the considerations we just talked about, you know, of course, of which which one is better, who wins in that, in that debate. Um, and then you could come back to the 401k if you want, if you've exhausted all those. Now, remember your spouse, of course, on the Roth IRA too. Yeah, what are they, it. are they maxing out on theirs too? Um, of course the HSA, if you could do family for those that are married to get you a little more money into it. But I like that as the general strategy for most people and pathway of priorities on, okay, there's all these account options I get distracted by. Where should I be dropping my money? What buckets are the most valuable yeah. places? And this is where some of you are like, Oh my gosh, no one talks about this. Well, the only people that do talk about this is your tax lawyer. Our job is to find a path to you building wealth as quickly as possible with the least amount of taxes. If you go to your CPA, sometimes they don't have the depth of knowledge with some of these little techniques and strategies. And I, I'm a CPA as well as an attorney, but I've really doubled down on these types of strategies where a CPA, they get busy prepping tax returns. They're not spending time strategizing every day. And that's not to their fault. That's that's the nature of the beast. So is your banker going to talk about this? Is your financial advisor really going to do this? You know, your financial advisor oftentimes doesn't have an incentive to talk about your HSA, let alone real estate. And so if you're saying, oh my gosh, these guys are talking about things no one's talked to me about, that's when you make an appointment. If you don't like our firm, fine. But find a tax lawyer that is focused on your path and you need to have the real estate in the conversation and all these pieces. Yeah. The law firm is KQS lawyers, KQSlawyers.com. I <laughs> feel like so I'm like reading today. the commercials today, you know, <laughs> go to KQSlawyers.com. Today's yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, so, all right. Let me, um, let me say one other important item I think is key here and that this is kind of cheating in the Roth versus HSA, but I'm going to say do both. That's what I do. Why do I do both? Well, Cause I want to have both to be big. I want to know the HSA has got some money. And if I want to pull out now for me, I, even if I'm going to the dentist or I got some medical or prescription drugs, it's not astronomical. I'm like, I got it. I'm covering it today. I'm working now. This HSA for me is for the long haul. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to invest it, grow it, right? Roth IRA, of course, I'm doing the same thing. Invest it, grow it for the long haul, try to max it out. For those of you high income, you need to do what's called the backdoor Roth IRA. So for those of you like, well, guys, I can't do a Roth IRA because I make too much money. Hold on. Make sure you watched our prior podcast episode on the backdoor Roth IRA. It's how high income earners can still do a Roth IRA. It takes a little, you know, UTEP two-step type process. Throw back to Tim Hardaway there, the UTEP two-step. Yep, there you Tim go. Tim Hardaway. Boom, boom, boom. Old school basketball fans. So, um, but I like to do both. And even if you're like, maybe you only have the the five or six grand, you might want to say, well, I'm going to do some in HSA, some in That's Roth true. IRA even. Because in 20, 30 years, depending on where your age is and you're sitting now, when you hit retirement, you like to have two of those buckets. Yeah. Always be building both of these buckets. I think that's something we can absolutely agree on. And I would say, I'm going to go out another way and just say the big three, get your matching out at work. If you have a day job with a 401k match, always grab that. And then with your remaining funds, if you have to split them between the HSA and the Roth, great. Maybe you can max out both. And then sit back and go, okay, is it time to buy a rental property this year? Is it time to go back to my 401k? 
and maybe double down there because there I can put more money in there at that point. And maybe you're okay with the mutual funds that your employer provides, but it's a receptacle. You can even go down and put more money in the Roth 401k piece typically. So, but I think the big three right out of the gate, the match, the Roth, HSA, then you're thinking about real estate um, and other higher end strategies. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Yeah. We got to the point. Yeah. We nailed it. You know, sometimes these fights only go two or three rounds, you know, sometimes <laughs> I, I want to say one similarity or maybe there's, a, there's several, but one big one is, and Matt already alluded to it. You can invest both. You can self-direct both. And that's, that's a huge takeaway because if you're like, well, my HSA at Fidelity only gives me 2%. That's because you're at Fidelity get your HSA out and go invest it. Last year, I had about a 25% return in my HSA. Now that's not a promise. That's just me. I was doing, I believe it or not, I did cattle in my <laughs> HSA. I also have a rental property in my HSA. Uh, right now I'm sitting on about 15 grand in my HSA, looking at a couple strategies now. Where am I going to deploy it this year? I want to see double digit returns on my HSA and I can self-direct it. I can form an LLC. I still have an LLC called the Kohler Dutton Livestock Company for those mm-hmm. out there that are you know, Yellowstone yeah. fans. Is but, John Dutton's HSA in there too? I, you know, I, I should call John Dutton and see. <laughs> Give him an offer. You know, you Beth, know? Beth would have to approve since yeah. she's his attorney, but yeah. I bet you Beth would be in on it. She's, she's I think she's I savvy. Here. Yeah, she's, yeah. She'd see the light on. I'd she's love smart. to see Beth on this. Yeah. yeah. I'll sell her. I'll sell her. So um, anyway, that, so that's a big takeaway is you can self-direct both. Yeah. And that's a distinction, which on the matching out on your 401k at your day job, you're not self-directing there. You got the 401k plan at Dunder Mifflin. You know, you're doing whatever they, you know, you're eating whatever food they're serving in that 401k plan. Okay? Yeah. You don't have any freedom to eat what you want. So, and with the self-directed HSA, Roth IRA, we do a directed IRA, of course, you can invest in whatever you want. If you want to buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, knock yourself out. But most of our clients are going to do unique things like Mark's doing, has done cattle and real estate. I've done real estate and notes. And there's, you know, um, there's other things you can do. Private companies, all these things are possible with what's called a self-directed IRA or self-directed HSA. Okay. Now I happened to write a book on it. Yep. Here's the book. That's my third, and here's third a book. commercial. Yep. Here's the book on the HSA. There's tax another book legal, over there. Tax and legal playbook. It's and okay. There's a book over here. <laughs> Whatever book. What is that? Oh, yeah. Self-directed IRA handbook. Okay. Now um, I will say this in summary. If there's a lot to learning, do you qualify for an HSA? How do you get them funded? Blah, blah, blah. We've got other podcasts on that. We have podcasts dedicated yeah. to the uh, Roth. You need a high plan and all yeah. that. Yeah. So go do your homework on those things. But hopefully today was a nice summary of the debate. Yeah. The two awesome accounts out there that yeah. every American should be using to save. If you've got the employer plan, I love the matching out we talked about. Roth IRA, HSA. If you're only using one, pick which one in the debate here. But at the end of the day, if you're doing well, you should be using both. They're an excellent tool to save for retirement. Our government, our Congress said, here's the most efficient way we will give you where you can pay us the least amount in tax. Do you want this option or not? They put it in here for us. You just have to go take it and use it. Mm -hmm. There There for the taking. Thanks, everybody. We'll be here next week for another episode of the Directed IRA podcast. Check us out on our sister podcast, the Main Street Business Podcast. We've got workshops this fall, still four or five of them. We've got the Real Estate Tax Summit, the Self-Directed IRA Summit, and several other business building workshops. Please check them out at our websites. It's all down there in the content below. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Stay calm. Self-direct on. 